Okay. Give that a shot. See how so it goes. it's welcome to Big Facts No Cap, the only show for fans of wait. So it would be for all the only sh- wait. No, what is it? You just told me that this is your number one podcast according to Spotify. <laughs> yeah, but the Joe Rogan thing is more of an experience than a podcast, mm. so I think the category. It's in a different category. category. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Big Facts No Cap, the number welcome to Big Facts No Cap, the only only. Just say line if you need the next line. Line. <laughs> show. Show. Line. That's that's number one with globe trotters and head shotters. Let's get get big. <laughs> Let's go. Let's, Let's get, get into get, it. Get, 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 get. <laughs> Let's get 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 get. Big facts. No. Cap. Big facts. No. Cap. No cap. Big facts. No. Cap. Big facts. No. Cap. No cap. Big facts. No. Cap. Big facts. No. Cap. No cap. Big facts. No. Cap. No cap. Drake, I don't know if Adrian warned you about this, but there was something I wanted to get off at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> okay. Not about it. not about you. Not about mm-hmm. you. It's not um, about me. Okay. It's one of those things where it's gonna be like, you know, it's <laughs> subtle, but obviously he doesn't name you, but it's obviously about you. It's not about you. I knew this was an intervention. God damn. No, it's uh, usually we have a two week turnaround on these podcasts. This week we have a one week turnaround. There was something that happened last Sunday that I just feel like the Big Facts No Cap family probably wants to hear our uh, opinion on. So I just wrote up a few thoughts that I would like to, you know, this was a sensitive issue. So I just wanted to get some stuff off my chest. Okay, we're gonna give you space to do that, King. About what happened at the Oscars. I'm torn. Foremost, alopecia is a disability, and anyone who makes jokes about balding is partaking in a very real form of violence. But Will Smith's slap as a reaction was an escalation of that violence that will surely leave a scar on this nation's psyche. How can we possibly recover from seeing that type of disproportionate violence randomly applied? America has always been a nation founded on the ideal that violence should never be displayed in our awards shows. Only our films, music, nightly news, history, military invasions, and next-door posts calling for a militarized police response to the suspicious car parked in our neighbor's driveway. Otherwise, America has always rejected violence, and now, finally, the people have been exposed to it. Although, it is also important for one to note, Will Smith was defending his wife. Jada would be the ultimate pick-me if she stayed with a man who did not protect her. This is the standard all strong and independent women should set for their owners the partners. That being said, we cannot dismiss that comics will now live in a world of fear. How can cool, edgy stand-ups like Akash Singh feel safe performing with the precedent set that you can slap comedians mm-hmm. over a joke? I stand in support of all the brave men and women who are still willing to get on stage at Uncle Funny Chuckle's Laugh Zone in the coming weeks. Really, ultimately, I can't decide how to feel. How can one hope to untangle the meaning of such a complex and dialectical issue? This slap was about everything. It was about Ukraine and Russia. It was about free speech, polyamory, Trump's presidency, misogynoir, comedians' rights, ableism, and toxic masculinity. I look forward to the op-eds, punditry, talk show breakdowns, and YouTube video essays exploring this event through all these paradigms. Finally, to you, Drake, Adrian, and the Big Facts No Cap listeners. 
I thank you for allowing me the space to state my thoughts. I saw many people claiming this incident was a hilarious literal slap fight between two aging celebrities, and I'm thankful for the opportunity to push back on that narrative. Amen, brother. I really appreciated that. I think someone had to say it. <laughs> All right, Drake. What is there to say about Drake? I feel like I'm starting to roast. All right, well, yeah, this is Drake. Uh, we've been friends since high school. We didn't go to middle school or elementary school together, right? No, I don't think so. I think it was um, high school. Yeah, went to undergrad together, visited him a lot in the Rage Cage. He dormed with Phil, Coleman, and Adam, two of which have been on the podcast before. <laughs> One might show up a little bit later, do a little surprise. <laughs> yeah, all around. Uh, Paul, how do you know? How do you know, Drake? Same same as you, high school. Did you guys ever have a class together or anything? Me and Paul Yeah, we had one class Adam, together. Yeah, had uh, public speaking together. We was, we sat in the same corner in the beanbag chairs, and um, there was a guy in there that would come over Wait, did and, everybody have beanbag chairs? No. Well, Paul didn't even have a beanbag chair most of the time. <laughs> I just remembered that me and Adam would usually take the beanbag chairs. We would get there faster. I definitely sat next to the, the gotcha. beanbag chair, so I would get there faster. Mm. And I'm not a very kind person. Mm. I usually stuck with the beanbag chairs. But yeah, we had public speaking together. That was the one class. But we were a tight-knit group, me, me, Paul, and Adam. Do you remember any of uh, Paul's speeches, any of his great speeches that he's known for? Um... Yeah, he actually did that same Will Smith, uh, Chris Rock thing. It was prophetic. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't remember any of his speeches, but I also don't rem- remember any of my own, so. You know, I took a public speaking class in, un- or, uh, yeah, in undergrad, and I feel like I remember like 90% of the talks that I gave, but I did not take one in high school, so. Well, I, I, I remember one of the talks, and it was embarrassing because I gave the uh, that Charlie Chaplin talk about fascism. From that mm. movie with like machine men with machine, mo- you know, like that dramatic <laughs> speech. If you've ever seen it on YouTube, it got. But yeah, I gave that speech as like our first speech where we got to pick anything to do it. Wait, did you really? Uh, yeah. And then oh, I thought lo- you were doing a bit. That's so funny. That's so corny. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so corny. But then later that semester, our profet- or our teacher in that class was like, I just found the best thing. And he played that up on the uh, screen. And I was damn. like, I did that. And he was like, are you sure? I was like, I what? Like, God damn it. it was I wore that. the mustache and everything. I kept wearing it for the whole month. It was that unmemorable. I was so offended. Like, are you kidding <laughs> that me? Is fucked up. Damn. The Great Dictator, I believe. Yeah, The Great Dictator. <laughs> Not the whole movie. He, he also just skipped mm-hmm. to that scene. Yeah, that happened to me in undergrad, actually, surprisingly enough. I did the uh, speech of uh, the kid from Coach Carter, where he has to learn the uh, speech about <laughs> the only thing that I have to fear is that I'm stronger than I can ever imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and then later, the professor showed us that video. We watched all of Coach Carter just to get to that scene. Casey didn't know that Channing Tatum was in that movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the young, nubile Channing Tatum. Yeah, I was like, that's the first thing I ever saw him in. <laughs> the first thing I ever saw Jesse Plemons in was uh, also a basketball movie. Oh, Can yeah. Can you guess like, which one it is? Like Mike? Yeah, it's like Mike. Wait, <laughs> He's he was the bully in Like Mike. Oh, damn. <laughs> It's really sick. Yeah, I was like, as soon as I was watching Breaking Bad, I was like, oh, fuck. Mm. Why am I so scared of that guy? <laughs> Not because he's a Nazi in Breaking Bad. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> he was a bully. Just powerful like ties to my childhood. <laughs> like Mike was a good movie. Oh, I loved that movie. Because you like basketball. Damn. Good transition. You're a natural <laughs> at this, Drake. Segway king. <laughs> All right, yeah. First theme, basketball. Oh, before we get into it, I don't have any, like, media roundups or anything, but oh, Drake, Adrian. Drake definitely um, does. Drake's got some good uh, media opinions. I have nothing for this week either, except for, um, I don't think anything happened to me this week. I actually had to work a little bit. 
And then I went to Earth Fair on the way here. And man, I forgot how much I love Earth Fair. That's such a pleasant place. <laughs> as far as like fancier whole, whole food style grocery stores go, it has just enough like approachability that it's just like a nice place to just walk around. So shout out Earth Fair. I wish we had some on the West Coast. Shout outs. They are pretty nice. Um, as far as a media roundup, I had, well, I had already binged all the way through, I think it's about 21 episodes right now of an anime called Ranking of Kings. And it is, it's awesome. I'm now re I'm rewatching it now with um, my girlfriend, Casey. It's a very charming anime. It's got mm. a very likable and unique main character. The protagonist is the most adorable little thing I've he ever seen. He is, he's the best. Um, he's adorable and you don't typically get that from a show like this. It's a very good world and it's still airing. I, I haven't finished the whole series yet. I think, uh, I think it's on the 23rd episode now since I've been rewatching with Casey. I would recommend anyone that is a fan of any like adventure shows, uh, Breath of the Wild. It's got a very Breath mm. of the Wild aesthetic. The art style is um, very watercolor inspired. Got very gorgeous animation, very fluid fight animation. Mm. Also, anytime there's like an emotional scene, they get a, they get the, face, the facial uh, expressions just right. Oh, it's beautiful. We got it's another wonderful. goddamn Steve Emin with this on this episode, Adrian. Goddamn. Yeah, talking about that anime Sakuga. <laughs> um, do you have more media roundup or... I mean, if you're not already reading One Piece, <laughs> and you got a you got a lot of time to spare, like I'm saying, I started reading whenever I was uh, incredibly unemployed. So if if you are also incredibly unemployed, why not? It's uh, the, la the latest two chapters have shaken the series to the point where you you can't go back and read it the same anymore. Oh, damn. Mm -hmm. Wait, so you have to go back and reread it again to get the context of that? Now? No, you don't have to go, go back and reread it, but oh, it great. changes the context of everything gotcha. in the past. And then can you... So, wait, Luffy's a ghost? Oh, uh, I'm not going to say for certain. Can you, just for the audience, tell them what number chapter that is that they're going to... If they want to get to the point that you're <laughs> teasing? Uh, it's really... It's only chapter 1044. Oh, okay. Uh... <laughs> but all the prior content is good on its own as well mm. it's a fun romp, Ooh, fun romp <laughs> we don't find out one of the characters is in the other character's mind on chapter 1041 do we because that would be too long do to do. and then you go back to the entire manga and you realize that no one else ever acknowledges that character yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those it's like where they set up uh, the janitor and scrubs to be a, a figment of uh, JD's oh imagination God, yes. for like the first four seasons, so no one else is seen talking to the janitor. Um, that would be hard. Uh, I was just going to say, though, I think, and I don't know if this is true, don't fact check me, this isn't a factual show. If there's any music recommendations that you have, I think you were the first musician that we've had on the pod. How many shows have you done total? Total shows? I yeah. have no idea. Um, it's not like that it's that high, I, I just go. never really kept track. How many like panties have you had thrown uh, on stage for you? <laughs> uh, I think that one's in between zero and one. I I think the the closest that I ever came to something like that was I was a definitely a senior in high school at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, we were playing a show at uh, some house that belonged to someone in Kappa Sigma fraternity. I, I that might be the wrong letters, but some fraternity at uh, University of South Carolina. And we were playing, so we were just playing a party there, and there was this one 
girl who kept coming up to me while we were so we weren't on a stage or anything we were just on like on the, on the floor on right. the ground outside she kept coming up to me whenever we were performing like in the middle of songs and was trying to talk to me i can't hear her at all um but whenever we're not playing she'll come up to me as well and she was just a little flirty with me uh but also i was 17 and i had braces so Ooh. I she and she kept like she was very interested. In you the were some jailbait. She was very like she kept commenting on them and harping on them a little bit to the point where I was like, okay, this is a little predatory. Actually, <laughs> this Ooh. feels weird. Did you call the police on? Her? I didn't call the police. Did on they her. offer you drinks? I'm scared for little baby Drake. This is when we were in class together. <laughs> you should have called uh, me for help. I would have come and got you. No one offered me a drink. I did see a couple people that we were that were also fellow seniors in high school. Like just attending that party later, yeah, that was really weird. That was bizarre. I was like, I, I, I know. I'm pretty sure we had class the next day, but oh I had God. already planned on not going. Uh, I was just gonna stay the senior night. Senior skip day. Yeah, I mean, I'd used like all my absences, mm. uh, especially senior year. But yeah, that was like the closest I've ever come to an encounter where someone's thrown their panties at me. <laughs> do you think if you're a girl band, do you think like Slater Kenny, like they just saved a lot of money never having to buy underwear? Because they could just wear what was thrown at them? I assume so. Okay, cool. That's always my assumption. Throughout a few songs that I've been listening to lately. It's going to be great for the playlist. <laughs> and it's good to know that they're all on Spotify. I hate when I when you mention a song that's not on Spotify. Oh, yeah, yeah, No, I'll, uh, I'll keep it to Spotify. That's that's what I usually do. Um, So I have the, the first song that I, or the latest song that I've downloaded on here was a song that I listened to whenever I used to play Halo 3 multiplayer with my mm-hmm. good friend who was mentioned earlier coleman uh it's called this war is ours it's by escape the fate it came out in probably like 2007 dude, that song fucks that, that, song, that opening guitar dude it goes very hard and it's basically i think it was written like basically about halo 3 yeah so if you're gonna play halo 3 at any point i mean try this song out it pairs well it's a dope song the music video is also really cool there's a part where you like throws the mic and just like lets it wrap around his neck just like going <laughs> over and over and over again and i was like hey that looks fucking hard bro <laughs> it was yeah it's a classic um uh goodie bag by still woozy i think that i saw this song i it was one of those like cool little cover videos that people do on, on twitter where they'll uh mm. they'll just play all the instruments and just build up the song and so that's how i discovered the song it's a very like funky little tune um good little pop song i don't know and then here this will be the last one the last one is a lost in paradise by al ali aklo i don't know i got this song from another great anime it's the Mm. end in sequence um backing track and it's the it's for the anime jujutsu kaisen Mm. um it's a really nice little funky rap song and they the animation they play it over is really cool it's just like all the main characters uh, changing into cool little outfits and fucking walking around like models and you know doing classic anime stuff sweet i've been following the playlist of a record label that i really like called run for cover i was they, gonna guess if you gave me if you gave me two guesses i would have gotten there <laughs> um i've been i've been really listening i've only listened to bands off their label since freshman year they they've signed like they've had fireworks uh Let's turnover see them together pine grove just a number of really really cool artists uh and so Did they this, have the wonder years they didn't have the wonder years no mm. um that was i can't remember i'm not i'm not yeah. even sure at this point um they did it from indian leagues too 
Hey, second person we've had on this podcast with a pine grove tattoo. That <laughs> just <laughs> wait. Who am I in the club with? Uh, Rachel. Rachel. Shout yeah. out. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I I so I follow the playlist that they play in their offices, and it's so it gets uh, it gets updated a lot, which is really nice. And they usually have really fire picks. Cool. Uh, yeah, that's how I discover music. All right, so let's segue into the actual themes real quick. I think we can skip most of video games because we'll probably get to it in the article. But is there anything you want to say off top about basketball? I pl- I tried like every sport whenever I was a kid. Baseball was really boring, and they sat me out in like the outfield where no one ever hit it. So I just kind of sat down most of the time. Mm-hmm. I tried. I think I tried soccer first. Like they probably could have kept me in it, and I would have gotten better. But I was like five, so I I think frequently I would leave the field to go play on the monkey bars. Mm. Yeah, no, stock, soccer didn't stick. And then I had some like people that I've known for years now, who I'd call some of my best friends. They moved in whenever I was like five or six uh, in the neighborhood, and they were very into basketball. And so I was hanging out with them all the time. So I just became really into basketball. Um, and so, yeah, I played basketball from, yeah, whenever I was like six or seven. And then I played till, I mean, I still play like every now and then, but you know, I played in middle school and, uh, freshman year of high school. And then I stopped playing like for the school cause I wasn't growing and mm. I wasn't playing a lot. And so I was like, I'll just, you know, I'll play one every once in a while to have fun. Couldn't do the old Wesley Andrews. <laughs> no, I, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't stand it. So I, I, I started doing choir instead. I got a little more interested in music. But uh, I still keep up with basketball to this day. Professional basketball mostly. But then we ended up having a good basketball program for like my... Yeah. Oh yeah, the women's team at USC won the Natty one year, right? Oh, yeah, we're there. We did. We got the day off from yeah. school. Yes. Uh, our women's team is... They're so good. It's great. Like they, Asia Wilson, who I had met previously because she went to heathwood where um my good friends that got me into basketball went um and played also played basketball there so i had met her before and she was very nice and now she has a bronze statue outside of the fucking basketball arena it's like she the only statue out there (laughs) shit that is really cool i want to do something good enough in my life to get a bronze statue i want to know someone who has a statue Adrian's aiming lower. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we could fill both of those goals if you got a statue, Paul. That's true. How are you coming on the statue? God, what is statue worthy? I don't think sports are it for me. I'm not going to lie, fellas. What is statue worthy besides sports at this point? Uh, Starting the field of gynecology by experimenting on slave women. (sighs) These are all terrible avenues. Wait, who got that statue? Where was uh, outside it? of a uh, South Carolina state house. Oh, cool. Father of gynecology. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And by, and by cool, I mean horrifying, obviously. Yes. I like how it's the second time you had to do that on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> One time when I was in high school and I went into Columbia, it was on the anniversary of Sherman's March. And there was a bunch of people protesting Lincoln at the state house. Little high school memory for Paul. They, they had a, protesting uh, Lincoln? Yeah, they were protesting Lincoln. What are they going to do about him? Well, I guess they were <laughs> technically protesting uh, Sherman, but they had big posters of Lincoln with like uh, like targets on him and shit, like a, like a gun you know, sights, <laughs> like it looked like you were looking through a gun Did sight anyone tell Lincoln. them they were a little bit too late? <laughs> <laughs> Someone walks up and they're like, congratulations. <laughs> Someone beat them to it. John Wilkes, it wasn't the back of his head, so uh, they weren't explicitly trying to reference John Wilkes Booth. I really don't know. <laughs> well, they wanted to be tasteful. 
<laughs> I already told the story like two episodes ago about the basketball coach I had who yeah. when I beat his son at like a one-on-one or like a game of horse I forget what it was something competitive during practice he pulled his son aside and was like how'd you let Paul beat you and Paul's still mad about that's, it uh, that, that, I mean that's fucked up that shit <laughs> sticks with you for sure <laughs> what else yeah I used to play a lot in my neighborhood and stuff it was a good time I like basketball uh, my dad used to get free tickets by lottery from his company the old one that he used to work at so I went to a few games like a hockey game a football game and a basketball game at the Colonial Life Arena and by far the basketball game was the one that I liked the best. Not only because the chicken tendies there were pretty good, but also because like the game was way more... We left first quarter of the football game because I thought it was so boring. Uh, but we stayed for the whole basketball game. I thought it was a generally entertaining sport. Yeah, yeah. I've been um, watching a lot of basketball live recently like in the stadium because my company gives me tickets. And uh, yeah, shout out the Hornets. It's been fun. Um, been fun watching. The other memory I have is uh, one time during middle school recess at Pleasant Hill... I can't remember what it what if it was different because I don't remember hanging out with Adam at recess a lot. It might have been like a special thing near the end of the year or something like that. But uh, him and I just spent the whole recess period trying to kick a basketball into a hoop, uh, and he got one and I didn't, and that was <laughs> that the only thing sense. I remember from that. Yeah, he was better at me than soccer. At soccer. <laughs> That's a classic activity. I mean, it literally reminds me of a, a library book that I saw. I think in my middle school or elementary school library. Where it's like a brown kid on the cover with a bunch of white kids and he's kicking a basketball and it's like about cultural appreciation or whatever. And it's like, why is he kicking the basketball? <laughs> was like the title or something like that. Why is my immigrant friend kicking a basketball? <laughs> yeah, classic childhood activity of like having the hoop in the cul-de-sac and picking an arbitrarily like far point, putting a line of chalk there and then everybody trying to shoot from that point and make it for like 30 minutes. Isn't that just horse but like more streamlined <laughs> it's horse with less options yeah yeah i mean I, I i don't think the idea was that there was any winners it was like we were all trying to do our own dude perfect if you get the, the best kind of game <laughs> for sure cool and then anything you want to say about video games before we uh about video games um i mean I, my relationship with gaming is much like basketball i've been doing it for a very long time um and i've had you know peaks and valleys with it uh it peaked real hard uh, during the pandemic. Whenever I was unemployed, that was quite that was quite the peak. I recently got well within the past year. I got a gaming PC, which was always the first purchase I told myself I would make whenever I got my first big boy job out of college. Played it sparingly, but it it's been awesome. Uh, I mostly play Rocket League these days. That's my big competitive game that I sink a lot of time into. That's where all my rage comes from mm. <laughs> uh, other than that i'll just i'll mostly stick to single player games like breath of the wild is the the, sec- the sequel to breath of the wild is my big upcoming game that i really uh want to sink my teeth into but i wouldn't i wouldn't qualify myself as like a a huge gamer i'm steeped in the culture mm. um like, <laughs> so, like i enjoy <laughs> I, I call myself a gamer because i'm a misogynist but i don't play that many <laughs> video games <laughs> <laughs> It just comes with the territory for sure. I like the vocabulary. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have said I'm steeped in the culture. All I mean is that I uh, I watch Twitch and mm-hmm. uh, I enjoy like watching people play games. I enjoy watching people, passionate people, talk about yeah. games that they're uh, passionate about. I feel um, like it was a uh, around freshman year of college that the discourse around I don't understand watching people play games was like a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it's. 
it's just something like like sports where it's like yeah, yeah. it doesn't really make any any sense to say that while still watching people mm-hmm. like professional like i love watching professional basketball and the same thing with like professional rocket league at this point it's just the highest level of something that you're interested in yeah yeah but a lot of people aren't watching the highest level of gaming they're watching people who aren't even particularly good it's about the yeah sure. paul let me ask you this question do you watch <laughs> amateur porn what, what's porn what, what's porn i've never is that how you pronounce it never heard of it before <laughs> All right, boys, get the lie detector out. <laughs> is that like uh, when you're in the woods and something's like a thorn? Like you get you get cut by the spiky part of it's a thorn? Mm, it's a little bit like that in a sense. <laughs> the consequences can be like that. When you're at a funeral and it's like mourning? Mourn? When you mourn something? Mm, someone's set in a situation like that. <laughs> All right, uh, cool. Are we ready for the first article? I'm bringing in Slate for the advice column, uh, care and feeding, and I'm doing the column about basketball. So let's jump into it. My husband played college basketball, and he coaches my eight-year-old son's basketball team. When I tell you that my husband loves basketball, I mean he loves it more than any living thing outside of our family. The problem is that he's really rough on our son. He makes him practice outside in the cold at odd hours of the day and night. Yells at him a lot and praises him very little. My son is a very good player and my husband says that's because he pushes him so hard to become one. But I often find my son crying alone because he's so beaten down emotionally. Any advice on how to approach this with my husband and son? Concerned basketball mother. Did your parents invest any uh, effort into making you a basketball star? Uh, Yeah, I mean obviously, you know, the standard driving me to practice, Mm. the, you know, uh, you know, they spent money on camps and equipment, shoes, shoes. and shit. Ooh. Dude, I mean, I got it. I honestly had it pretty good because they also weren't anything like that. My dad, uh, we made it a habit of making fun of really shitty, overbearing parents. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very fun little ride home activity where we just just make fun of people. Mm. <laughs> um, and yeah, I... It makes sense, though, because it's always like, or not always, but it's usually whenever your dad's the coach. Like, I played on plenty of teams where one of my teammates was the coach's son, and the the coach could be the nicest fucking dude in the world, but as soon as his son (laughs) makes one mistake... As soon as his son lost to Paul. (laughs) As soon as his Paul, yeah. No, that guy wasn't very nice to me otherwise. Let's just make that clear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, no, it's usually, it's usually coach's son that gets the brunt of it. Like, I don't know why these guys have to be such assholes to their kid. Mm. Um, my favorite, not my favorite, but, uh, there is a very famous basketball player who's actually the, the logo of the, the NBA is the silhouette is, uh, it was based on him. Uh, Jerry West, mm. his father was infamously like this, but also physically abusive, mm. uh, as well and i get the vibe that that's also probably happening here she just didn't write about it (laughs) and he is a champion so i mean just Mm. i mean keep doing what you're doing i guess you just gotta look the other way sorry about it Mm. you gotta yeah breed some championship mentality i get what you're saying is is this mom trying to raise a loser because if so she should confront the dad paul you watched king richard right yes (laughs) what are your thoughts on this uh let's see uh i was a i was a coach's son for at least like 
four seasons. My dad was the coach. How it wasn't was that hard on me. He's chill. Yeah, but your dad that isn't an insane great. white person with a weird grudge on his shoulder about his college <laughs> prospects. That's true. That's true. Uh, You're really comparing apples to, to oranges here, Adrian. Uh, am I the apple or orange in that situation? Or which one? Which one's my dad in that situation? <laughs> Choose wisely. Because one's racist. Oh. Comparing apples to manzanas out here. <laughs> Your dad is the United Fruit Company banana. Hey, holy. <laughs> uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, yeah. So, uh, one of the things that's been like weirdly on my checklist for being back home is to drive through the soccer complex that I used to like, that I spent like, I don't know, 30% of my time as a kid at. And I finally did it the other day. And I was going through it, and I was like, damn, dude, my, my dad worked, like, full-time instead of my mom, and they would still, like, take me to go do soccer stuff for so much out of their free time. And I just thought of the thing that Justin always says to me, because my first thought was, like, I don't know what my situation is if I were to be a parent, but I would absolutely pay somebody else to take my kids to practice and watch their games. <laughs> and I, the, the voice of Justin rang in my head, which is his favorite thing to say to me, which is, Adrian, don't have kids. And, uh... I think that's probably true. I was immediately like, nah, fuck that, dude. <laughs> I worked five days and now in my weekend, I'm going to go drive my son up to like the mountains to play a classic soccer game. Nah. I'll, have, I'll have the driver do that. That is ridiculous. Like <laughs> I would would never, ever, ever consider driving my cats to go play soccer yeah. after a long day. So I, honestly, work. I think my hope would be that my child was really bad. That way they never make it into like anything more serious than just like a rec league Tuesday practice or whatever. That'd be horrifying <laughs> if I had to like invest way more time into it because he was really good at it this is so hard because none of us here have this type of dad so we can't really uh bring our own experience and think what would we have wanted but also maybe none of us are champions because we didn't have this type of dad maybe we that's also that's true. saying yeah. yeah i would say see if you can substitute some of his outdoor middle of the night practice hours with like you know we have one of those over the door hoops that you can do with like a little mini basketball yeah yeah you know that's a thing. It's in soccer. Sometimes you'll practice with like a size one soccer ball to get the technique and fundamentals mm. down. Maybe maybe substitute some of those weird middle of the night hours that he's for some reason practicing. Yeah. Because of the dad. Maybe, maybe bring those indoors where it's nice and warm. I mean, she clearly needs to talk to her husband, but it's like, it depends. Is your husband reasonable? Because if he is, yeah. I'm pretty sure that like, you know, a little nudge should make him realize that like what he's doing isn't chill. But if he's unreasonable... That it yeah. might be harder because he can obviously also bias the kid. Like the kid might be like, "Oh, mom is soft. Dad wants me to be a champion." You know, like if your <laughs> if your husband isn't being reasonable, it might be a pretty hard thing to get around. Which is my, why my main tip would be not to marry weirdos. That's true. Okay. Okay. Preventative measure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Retroactive. I think they should get a hoop fever for the uh, indoors. <laughs> oh shit! You know what? Honestly, if you have the the Skrilla, mm. for sure. Like I would get one. Oh, it's an, it's an investment. Yeah, absolutely. It's like when, you don't uh, want to get like a shitty one, like one of those like pop up ones, because uh, I mean you you want your kid to be a champion still, obviously. It's like what you want a bar, <laughs> you want a nice uh, bar grade hoop fever machine. It's like what's his face's parents giving him like the tools to make a nuclear fission uh, uh, thing in his like fucking high school garage or whatever. Oh, you, you got to invest money in this. Are you talking about from like high school? Yeah, yeah. Name I was. forgot, but uh, yeah, he was a smart guy, probably because his parents gave him a few, uh, nuclear fission machine. So you guys are saying that one of those, like, Nerf ones that you stick onto the back of a door is not going to be good enough? Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's what I originally said, and I take that back. He's got to get hoop fever, baby. Hoop fever, straight up. 
Once you got to keep bar. him home sick from school every day because he has hoop fever. Yeah. Yeah. Tell the dad that instead of like making him practice these ungodly hours, just take him out of school. What is he going to learn in school that's going to help him? Geometry? Well, yeah, but that would help you with like the arc of the ball and like the cosine and the tangent. Learn by you doing know, for sure. I did realize that the only stuff I learned about basketball was in PE in elementary school. <laughs> that's where I learned. Uh, what's the acronym for how to shoot a basketball? Uh, you told Bend. me it's beef. 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 That's it. Ew. Bend the elbow. Bend. Extend. <laughs> oh yeah, bend, bend, bend extend, elevate, some, follow through. Follow through. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is such a nasty word to turn into an acronym. I don't <laughs> like that at all. Hey man, you don't get to pick. I mean, it's the it's limited by what words we have to describe those. <laughs> the perfect way to shoot a basketball: flabby, fold elbow. <laughs> the perfect way to kick a soccer ball: queef. <laughs> don't forget it, kids. <laughs> Anal ulcer. That's what you keep in your mind when you're trying to learn how to shoot a soccer ball. Always. <laughs> never. Allocate lesions. <laughs> yeah, anything else about this? Or do, you, do you think he's not letting him diversify enough? Do you think maybe he could be a star if he was doing, like, shot put or something? You know, um, I really just think this guy is probably just an asshole and has some unresolved connection yeah. to the game of basketball that he wants to vicariously live through his He's basically experience. just like a dance mom, right? Or a Yeah, mom. essentially. All right, are we ready for this answer? Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, sure, why not? Dear Concerned, I have also played college basketball, and I currently coach my seven-year-old daughter's youth basketball team, so I have a relatively informed opinion on this. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being a hard-ass coach, even when dealing with young kids. Discipline, following rules, Overcoming adversity and teamwork are necessary life skills, and sometimes coaches have to be really firm to ensure these skills are learned. It's no different than what we see with strict teachers, parents, etc. But kids need to have fun and be praised for their success, too. I can be really tough on my daughter as her coach, but I also tell her when she's doing a good job. Withholding praise is not a good thing, whether you're a coach or parent. How will he know if he's doing well? What would motivate him to continue playing other than the fear of being yelled at? It's great that your son is a good player, but I promise you he'll end up quitting within the next five years if this continues, and then nobody wins. Let's be- so far, just really quick, um, I don't like that it's going into, uh, you know what, the negative parts of it, fine. He's got to bring up those positive aspects. He's got a little <laughs> bit more praise. Also, how is he going to know he's doing well? Because he's fucking dunking those buckets, baby. <laughs> he's fucking dunking and putting his nuts in someone's face when he dunks. That's how you know you're doing well, baby. Yeah, I was going to say, this kid is crying alone at home. This is not like a, hey, like, you know, there's, you give a little, you take a little. If your son is mm-hmm. crying alone by himself, that's like serious emotional damage. (laughs) Let's be real. Ain't nobody getting scholarships at eight years old, so your husband doesn't need to push your son to limits on a daily basis. Additionally, you should ask your son if he actually enjoys playing basketball or if he's doing it just to make his dad happy. If it's the latter, then you need to sit down as a family and have a discussion about how your husband is driving your son away from the game he loves. Everyone benefits from positive reinforcement, and a pat on the back once in a while, especially kids when interacting with their parents. Maybe some compromises, or demands if you want to put your foot down, around how often your son is allowed to practice at home. Kids burn out in sports very easily, and that's often due to the intensity surrounding them. Not to mention, 
Nobody likes the crazy youth sports dad. It's true. Yeah, you'll get made fun of on the ride home yeah. by the other kids and parents. Oh, yeah, Drake's going to be making fun of you with his dad. Mm-hmm. My dad's really funny, too, so... <laughs> <laughs> They're good roasts. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like that answer did not acknowledge the severity of how intense... Like, this isn't a tough dad who's just like, hey, we you, we don't miss practice. Like, even when you're not feeling 100%, you got to go out there and do your best. I want you, like, mm. to do an hour a day and... Like, this dad sounds way beyond that level. He's not just, like, a strict, like, let's get in practice every day. He's, like, he's pushing this kid so hard, the kid's crying alone in his bedroom. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I felt like it really didn't acknowledge the severity. It just made it seem like, yeah, your husband sure is a real tough cookie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, I definitely think that they they could have spoke more to how... You, yes, add add positive reinforcement, but also negative reinforcement doesn't typically tend to yield the best results. <laughs> or it's, it's not negative, it's positive punishment, I guess. Mm. Whatever you're doing, please stop you're making your <laughs> child cry. No, nothing for me. Paul? No, I don't have anything else to add. I mean, I just remembered that... He went to our high school. Mm-hmm. You can you know, bleep the name or whatever. He, right. uh, we played basketball together. Um, he His dad was the coach of our travel team. And his dad was super, super nice. And um, except whenever Caleb was playing, he mm. would just be super rough on him all the time. Mm. And stopped playing basketball like before middle school was even over. Mm. Uh, he was done. So... I don't know, you know, I never like talked to him about it, but I can only imagine that (laughs) having all that shit thrown at him from his father (laughs) couldn't have helped him uh, grow his love of the sport. And now he's a a dancer on that pole, shaking his booty for for bachelorette parties every... You know, that's dad's only job, (laughs) keeping his boy off the pole. (laughs) Uh, Shout out Chris Brock. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I was thinking of a guy that I knew in... uh, high school Tyler Caldwell when he was playing goalie on our team like literally like the middle of the game game gets stopped because he gets into a screaming match with his dad because his dad is yelling at him about how to be a better goalkeeper did his dad get red carded um no no he didn't get red carded the referee didn't care but like and that happened like multiple times per game like maybe not to a full stop but like even if I was a high school ref I would red card that dad and kick him out of the game although yeah, Islin should have done that. Um, uh, what was the other thing? I was, oh, yeah. I, I, my hope for this child is that they have a um, a John Mulaney arc where he's really not that great at basketball. Where Maybe he gets he is good, divorced but... and knocks up <laughs> Olivia Munn. I, I don't want this for I this mean, we child could all at hope. all. That, we could all hope for yeah, that. That's something to aspire um, to for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I hope at the end of the season there's a a good parent that comes up and says, you know, youth basketball is so important because the alternative for these kids are drugs, alcohol, sex. And he's like, ooh, I could do those instead of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys ready to switch gears? Let's do it. Let's game. So for this question, while Drake hits a a nice old rip. Yeah, oh yeah, I forgot it's still a little in this state. My Joe Rogan uh, juice. (laughs) Uh, All right, this is from... You're doing DMT. Hell yeah, brother. (laughs) We're going to move into the gaming part of the episode. We're going to get Drake's expertise on this. Uh, this is from Ask Dr. Nerdlove. We brought him in one time before, but uh, this is old Harris O'Malley. Uh, and this is Help, I'm Losing My Friends to Twitch Streaming from July 14th, 2021. 
Dear Dr. Nerdlove, I have had a few friends since high school. We remained friends even after we graduated, went to different colleges, lived over an hour apart after I moved out of state, but now I'm back, and one of my friends moved less than 10 minutes from me for the first time. We've been on the same Discord server and are all online more than once a week. However, I've been feeling distant from them much more because they got into live streaming. Now in theory, this shouldn't change anything, but in practice, everything is so much worse. They almost always are playing a game I really don't like, to the point that it makes me feel much more bored and down when I play it. So I don't. The problem is, it's a game that they are always communicating during it, and anytime I try to say anything, I just get ignored, or uh, I can't talk now, I'm busy with this, and then they play it for hours on end. Even when they don't play that, stuff still isn't the same. Like, I can't talk about anything remotely political with them, I can't talk about anything personal, and even though it's not their profession and they're not particularly famous, they do get a small amount of viewers, so I have to always watch what I say and I can't be myself when they're streaming. At least one of them is streaming almost every day of the week, and it's always when I have free time. It's just exhausting to have to constantly be watching what I say, even around my closest friends, especially after a day of work. I've also been going through other things emotionally, and I can't even talk about it because I can't say it on a live stream, because it would be taking attention from the streamer and it's something any audience member wouldn't want to hear. I don't want to make them stop because they seem to enjoy it, and I don't want to be a fun wrecker, but I just want my social and friend life back with them, especially after a long day of work. This is a guy's catchphrase. <laughs> I also don't want to keep this bottled up. Before I do or say something, I regret and can never take back. But also, I just want my social life with them back. What do I do about this? From Video Game Widower. Do you feel this way since you and Coleman started uh, streaming? <laughs> I don't neither of us have ever had a viewer i don't believe oh i was gonna say yeah you gotta you gotta give a you haven't even tried to plug your you and coleman's uh twitch endeavor plugs is at the end plugs is at the end <laughs> um no uh i've never you know my I, I have a couple friends that have streamed before um brandon fussell uh mm. is the one the only one that i know that has gotten any viewers Hey, I know some people who have streamed and gotten a lot of viewers. Camming is the same as streaming, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's the original live streaming, I feel like. Uh, Just like it's the original career or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the original job. The oldest profession. The oldest profession. Camming. Camming. Live stream camming. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As far as this person's plight, I say they're just going to have to start a competing live stream. Ooh. And... They say they want to talk about politics. People do that on live streams. They do. People do that on live streams. In hot tubs. You start a competing <laughs> hot tub stream. Okay. And then... Hot tub time? Stream. <laughs> is there any kind of like age moderating on Twitch? I don't know. I know there's a warning. The only thing I watch on Twitch is Battle Rap, and I know they give a warning beforehand, but that's about it. There's no age restriction. I want to say that you're not like... It's it's just like, you know, any website that you create an account for where they don't do very good checks and balances. Is it like an ask your parents before be, going to Disney.com? <laughs> yeah, you have to be 13 before you have a Club Penguin account, that kind of thing. I, th- I actually think that it's you have to be like 13 or 14 to have a Twitch account. Mm. How do people like Hassan... Uh, Hassan Piker get banned for saying cracker, but like li- like rap battles are allowed to happen. Don't they say way more offensive stuff on rap battles? <laughs> oh, they absolutely do. Yeah, a lot, I, of, a lot of a lot of f homophobic slurs going on in there. I would assume, like, how many viewers are these events getting? Uh, not a lot. Okay, so they get a lot more in caffeine because that's the bigger rap league. So okay. I don't know if there are different rules for caffeine. 
Well, yeah, I would say it's probably the size of the platform mm. where they, it's really stupid that they cracked down on it, but I can Crackered down on it? They crackered down on what it. What did you just say, Drake? <laughs> Solidarity, Hassan. <laughs> oh no, they're taking down our pod. Apple's going to come for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So <laughs> yes, you can stream from a hot tub on Twitch and I say- Just seems bad for the electric equipment. Yeah. Uh, you have to be very careful, I'm sure. But the plus side of it is, if you want them, if you want to like hang out while they're streaming, suggest to them that they do a hot tub stream, mm. and then they all play the game within the hot tub. And since you don't like playing the game, you still have like stuff to do because you're in a hot tub. You can like you know float around, just like veg out, uh, talk about your feelings away from the microphone. Um, to your friends. Yes. Yeah. Isn't part of this that they live 10 minutes away now? Why is it all about hanging out on Twitch? Just go to their house and <laughs> hang out with them. It honestly sounds like they're... Because the problem is, to him, it feels like they're still hanging out. And to his friends, it probably feels like mm. they're starting a media career or like starting to i mean make art so that there's like a difference in expectations where they like it seems like maybe not that they don't want to hang out with them but like now they're doing their hobby whereas he's not doing the hobby mm-hmm. he just still wants mm-hmm. to be sitting around chatting and it's like nah they're getting off on something else man like you gotta like you either have to find it fun to engage in that way or find something else yeah. to do other friends i mean i don't want to malign gamers but like how much of the i can't express myself even after a hard day of work feel like he just wants to say the n-word with his friends (laughs) (laughs) just like the old times he's really pent up his racism glands are ready to burst um i don't know i i understand his plight his uh his problem here but it's also like just you know, go over and hang out with your friends instead of trying to, like, be some internet weirdo goblin that never goes and hangs out with anyone in person. Mm. Is that, like, am I misinterpreting that? It's, is he going over there and hanging I don't out with think them so, still while they're live streaming? Like, they, he's on the couch behind them and they're just having oh, their, like, headsets I in. thought he was on... I said, no, because he mentioned Discord, so I think they were Discord voice chat. Okay. Yeah, yeah um, go over to your friend's house, like... I don't know. Well, because all they're doing is streaming. He's going to be hanging out. I guess. I guess you're right. He's just going to be kicking out on the couch, like kicking back on their couch, not talking to them because they're streaming. Mm. I think he either needs different friends or pick up his own hobby. Like he just needs to fill this time a different way. Like some like friends come in and out of your life, man. Like it sounds like these ones are coming out for a moment. Like maybe they'll get over this Twitch string and then they'll be back in. Like you're not losing these friends, but sounds like they have less time to just kick back and talk on Discord now. Could always just, you know, go to therapy. If you really have an emotional <laughs> problem you can talk about. Um, the other thing is, uh, yeah, in terms of like getting new friends, I think I can't tell if this is like a sexist thing or if this is like an actual psychological research thing that I remember reading. But the gist of it was like women are more likely to have friends that they do everything with. And then men are more likely to have friends that are compartmentalized into different categories. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe these are just your Twitch boys. And then you need to go find someone to do your talking and hanging out boys and you're going out and playing at the park boys and you're i don't know going to the bar boys has so many boys to keep up with another point towards you know just starting a competitive a competing stream um is that if you get big enough you'll have hundreds maybe even thousands we want to hear all about you yeah and you could talk yeah, I mean, you'll have to fill the space with your mm-hmm. insane ramblings, and I'm sure that <laughs> your insane political ramblings, yeah, yeah. whatever you want to say. Uh, Once again, when he says political, I think Adrian hit it on the head. He wants to say <laughs> a couple choice 
F slurs and N slurs. It could be something more benign. Okay, well then, it could be more like you know what people don't understand is Ron Paul wants to legalize drugs federally. You know, it doesn't mean everything's going to be legal tomorrow. He really cares about tort reform. That's what his friends are like. Hey, man, like tort reform's a little too uh, that's a little too hot for this Twitch stream. I think we're being too harsh on this guy at this point. Maybe we should go back to just how oh, can, he, how can, he, how can this, he get back to just hanging out with his boys? disgusting right-wing mongrel. This little this, goblin. This wretched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I don't want to make too many assumptions, but he is a gamer, so like, you never know. Yeah. Well, actually, he doesn't like the games his friends are playing, so maybe he's salvageable. <laughs> Not racist enough. <laughs> he just really wants to play Monkey Ball on stream. Uh, honestly, the one not racist. That'd game. be pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's for like real advice. Yeah, I mean, talk to your friends. Talk to your friends, or and if you can't, you know, if you can't, they can't reconcile your needs. Then, uh, depending on how old you are, it's gonna be very difficult. But you're gonna have to make new friends. <laughs> I mean, this kid's what? He's on Discord. He's not fifty. Moving to a new city after a divorce. Yeah, but if you want, like, if he wants real life friends mm. that he can talk to. All right, anything else? You want to hear the answer from Dr. Nerdlove? I do like that they asked this to a pretty appropriate... I'm glad they didn't, like, ask Dear Abby about this, where she'd be like, What is a Discord? (laughs) (laughs) They did their research, for sure. Let's hear what you guys say. Dear Video Game Widower, This is one of the times when you should be talking to your friends, not a loudmouth with an advice column. VGW. The core concept here is fairly simple. Your friends have a new hobby that they've currently wrapped up, and they're currently wrapped up in, and it's not one that you dig. It's taking up a lot of their time and attention, and the very nature of it precludes hanging out with them while they are doing it. The problem is that you've presented yourself with a false dichotomy. It's not a case of make them stop versus lose your friends. It's telling them, hey guys, I haven't hung out with you all in forever, and I'd like to do something other than stream games. We'll pause to appreciate the irony of my writing this after having just finished watching the Mighty Nien versus Vox Machina stream. Does the names ring a bell? <laughs> no. Right, I think he's in a different age bracket. Yeah. Honestly, that's the first step. Let them know you want to hang out in person and not during a stream or making your hangout part of their stream session. You can even start with proposing doing something specific. Go play mini golf, go for beers, and watch the UFC match at a bar somewhere. Go bowling. Something that isn't just hang out on cam playing a game for the live stream. Having a specific event at a specific time and date means that spending time with them won't just turn into another live stream session. You're going to be out and about and ideally not broadcasting it with GoPros or smartphones. It would be really cool if they got really into vlogging and so the minute you invite them out, they're just (laughs) vlogging the whole time. (laughs) Now this may end up requiring some compromises. If they're streaming on the regular, they may have to set times when they're live. You may have to work around their streaming schedule or it may be that you have to get a plan together a few days or even weeks in advance as you try to find a time that works for everyone. That may not be what you want, especially if you're used to hanging out with your friends at a moment's notice. Unfortunately, the need to plan seeing friends days or weeks ahead of time is something that happens more and more often as we all get older and have increased responsibilities with work, relationships, family, and so on. However, you may also end up dealing with the fact that your friends are prioritizing streaming over hanging out. If that's the case, then yeah, you're going to have to use your words. But again, that doesn't mean that you're left with tell them to quit streaming or else. Laying down an ultimatum like that isn't going to work out well. You don't have the leverage to make them do anything. The only leverage you have is your presence in their lives. And that's what you're going to have to use. That's a sad thought. (laughs) (laughs) What you need to do is make it clear that this is about you wanting to see your friends, not subsume your friendship into being part of their Twitch stream. Let them know that this is the first time in years that you've all been close enough to see each other regularly and and you're not into streaming and you don't feel comfortable hanging out with them in a live studio audience. 
You don't feel like you can actually spend quality time with them while they're focused on being on, nor do you feel that you can be your authentic and unguarded self while they're on stream. You would rather spend time with them when the point is for you to all spend time together as friends, not as part of what's ultimately a show for other people, and you don't like the idea of mixing friendship with monetizing their hobby. If they decide that streaming is more important to them right now than hanging out with one of their old friends, well, then they've made their choice. We all grow and change as people, and our interests and priorities change with us. I'm going to skim to see if any of the rest of this is worth reading. I just think it's funny funny to imagine this guy uh, getting trolled by a Twitch chat for like sharing his feelings on, on stream. <laughs> <laughs> Just like <laughs> thousands of green little frogs laughing I was about at to you. say, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They make a new emoji out of him crying on stream. <laughs> that would be sick, actually. However, regardless of whether you find a compromise and hang out away from the cameras and capture rigs of your and capture rigs, or your friendship with them gets downgraded, I think it'd be a good idea to put some effort into making new friends. Having diverse and separate social circles can be a good thing. You can have friendships based around different interests or activities, rather than having a small group of people who are supposed to be into all the things that you are, and vice versa. Good luck. Good luck indeed. That seemed pretty good to me. Like, pretty comprehensive. It really reminded me of, um, it wasn't an issue that I faced, but I remember one time one of my friends who uh, had gotten into grad school was telling me uh, their complaint about hanging out with other grad students. And they were like, man, I just wish I could have like hangouts with friends where it didn't involve people filling out like a Google Doc form or something about when <laughs> they're free to hang out. <laughs> no, yeah, I've seen friends. Uh, I've had friends before like send me a screenshot of the personal calendars they keep and i'm very glad i'm Ugh. not at that point in my life like that i can generally just be like i can be busy at night but i can't split the night into two separate people because i'm trying to fit in that many things mm -hmm. it's like either yeah, i'm free yeah. thursday or i'm not not i'm free thursday between seven and eight <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i don't have enough uh plans or friends to do any of that uh <laughs> That sounds that does sound really awful, but I generally am a very low maintenance person kind of person. I don't do a whole lot. Yeah, sometimes he comes to trivia, sometimes he doesn't. It's 50-50. <laughs> that is true. I am very flaky as well. That does come with the territory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, you guys ready for a third seggy? Yes. All right. The time has come. Hold on, I gotta get something before this. All right. Anyways, so uh, Drake is now perfectly dressed for our third segment. Please don't look at my phone, Drake. <laughs> oh, sorry. My bad. Um, okay. So here's the gist of this third segment. You're going to do it cooperatively with Paul. Paul's going to keep, uh, keep track of score. So what I have for you is 10 shows. And this is from uh, the website, I think, commonsense.org or something like that. It's a website where like parents and kids can review shows with how appropriate they are age-wise for uh, different types of media. Um, so it's not just shows, but we're doing all shows. Uh, so I have 10 uh, shows. I'm going to give you the parent review. And if you can get the show from the parent review, I'll give you three points. If you want the kids review, I will give you that. And then you will get two points if you get it right. And then the last thing you can get is the website's description of the show. Uh, and you can get one point if you have to ask for that as well. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. For sure. uh, wait, wait, Paul, Adrian, can I ask you the format? Do we get to make a guess? And then if we get it wrong, you go to the next phase? Or do we have to say, I want the next phase before we make a guess? So like, if we guess, is that round over? You get one guess per movement across the board. Okay, cool. Um, and then, Paul, if you also want to get a random number generator. So your scorekeeper and also a random number generator, one through 10. And then I think you've seen all of these. I asked Coleman and Phil to see if to make sure that you've watched all these. Okay. Um, but just in case, Paul's also here to help you. Perfect. And I think he can fill in any gaps that you might have. Paul, are you a big anime guy? No. Nope. Are these all anime? No. They're not? Okay, they're just shows. Okay. Paul, are you a big show guy? 
Uh, yeah, I think so. Not as cool. big as some, but bigger than many. Hmm. Mm. Okay. That's all you gotta be. Um, eight. All right, cool. This parent rates it age 13 plus and gives it two stars. Title of their review, questionable. I don't mind the silliness, the goofy humor, and can get past the name calling. What got me was the repeated times where they are in their underwear. They point out that they are children. Main character goes off into the sunset in his underwear with a bikini on and another male. There is fish net stockings and high heels and sexy legs shown. And it's like, why does this need to be in a kid's show? What are they trying to say slash do here? There seems to be a really weird undertone, like creepy neighbor you don't let near your kid's weird. And then they also made sure to uh, add some tags to it. So this title has too much sex. I wanted to say Rugrats until the bit about fishnets and heels and walking mm. into the sunset. And this is these are all shows that I've seen before, probably, mm. most likely. It feels like um, an animated show. Yeah, it, it does feel like something like like an anime because there are there's like a big cultural difference there where I feel like in every anime there are just scantily clad women sometimes or People being in their underwear for no reason. Mm-hmm. It's definitely some tropes of anime sprinkled throughout that description. But I also don't want to be like blinded by ju- like just thinking of anime. You want to move on to the child's review? Well, we, we should try to come up with a guess at least, right? Yeah. So it's fishnets. I I can't for the life of me think of anything that I that comes to mind whenever this <laughs> fishnets are brought up. I mean, I guess I have nothing, so if I have nothing, um, might as well just move on. Pokemon. Pokemon? It is not Pokemon. Okay. Here's the child's review. They are rating it age two and over, so okay. anyone over two can watch the show. Cool. This is from a teen who's 16 years old, and they rate the show four stars. Despite not prioritizing animation quality, this classic cartoon wows. This iconic, eponymous show has no violence, sex, or language. Has small blips of hidden crude humor in every episode, but not in the amounts of egregiousness and quantity most parents expect. This show is great. It is talked about so much by everyone I know, but it is not overrated. This title has great messages, great role models. So there's no fighting. No, it's like the beginning of a Shakira song. (laughs) But it's a classic anime. It was a classic animation. It's a classic animation. So it could be uh, like an an old child's cartoon. This iconic eponymous show. Eponymous. Can you give me a definition for eponymous, please? <laughs> Country of origin? <laughs> <laughs> it's named after the main character. Ah. <laughs> ah. Ah, It could be, because it could be a Cartoon Network, like, show. Because I feel like, you know, a lot of people's parents banned them from watching, like, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Mm. I self-banned from watching Ed, Ed, and Eddie because I thought the animation was so ugly. So, like, that, it could be Ed, Ed, and Eddie that this person describing. That's, it's triple eponymous. Mm. Are you guys looking for the description from the website, or you guys want to make a guess? Um, we should make a guess. Wait, it could be Naruto. I thought there was fighting in Naruto, didn't they say there was Oh, no there violence? is fighting in Naruto. They said there's no violence in this show. That's right. So I was also language. thinking of Naruto until I remembered the no violence thing. I'll, uh, I mean, like, we can throw out Ed, Ed, and Eddie, because there's an off chance that that's right. <laughs> okay. All right. It is not Ed, 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 and Eddie. (laughs) So some of these descriptions are going to be more helpful than others, but Mm -hmm. this one is edgy, frenetic animated comedy highlights friendship fun. Frenetic? Yeah. Frenetic. What's frenetic mean? Fast and energetic in a rather wild and uncontrolled way. So it's like, so it's wacky. 
It's zany. It's, it's zany. a little kooky. It's a little oh, kooky. Oh, uh, what's sure. that show with the baseball head and the um uh, football head? Yeah, are you talking about Hey Arnold? Hey Arnold, football head. That's not very frenetic. I wouldn't classify that. As I would frenetic. classify it as the most slow burn of yeah. a kids' TV show that there is. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> All right, we can't have all of them take this long. You guys got got to pick it up a little bit. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, did you have a guess for how well you're going to do on this? Uh, Out of a maximum of 30 well points? Do, now that uh, you've done the first one? Well, yeah, now that I've done the first one, I, I think I'll probably do poorly. I'm not, uh, my brain doesn't work very well, you know, mm. after hitting the Joe Rogan juice. I'm a tip of my tongue boy, so I also don't mm-hmm. feel too strong. You are a real tip boy. <laughs> Some, but you do know that sometimes I come through in the clutch. Yeah. Like in trivia, I do so I I feel like I'll probably you know at you least you might get a brain blast at some point. Yeah, I'll get it. I'm guaranteed at least one brain blast in like the in this whole game. But if, as far as this one, I I think I'm tapped out. I really I'm stumped. All right, this is reviews for SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> okay, yeah, true. All right, next number, Paul. I'm going to write that down as a big old goose egg for Drake's score so far. Number one. Drake and Paul's score so far. Ooh, number one. Okay. This is a parent review. They are saying that it's appropriate for nine and over, and they gave it five stars. Amazing show. Title of the show is an amazing show for kids above the age of nine. There's a little violence, but nothing big. It helps kids achieve their goals. They only use bad words like darn, damn, and bastard. Just make sure your child does not repeat the words, and it should be a nice movie for anyone above nine years. Great messages. Great role models. It is also a TV show. I'm just not editing their uh, reviews. Okay. They use words like darn, damn, and bastard? That can definitely be an anime. It says they, it helps kids achieve their goals. That kind of makes me think it's like a, a nice shonen anime for boys where they're just like work it. The whole the whole theme of the show is hard work fucking pays off, bro. Mm. Well, except for that Gara Rock Lee fight. That's true. That kind of fucked it up. What? What goals do children have? I don't. I don't really get that point. Like he's like, oh yeah, I really want to increase productivity <laughs> well, by five percent this year. <laughs> the show's I think it's gonna uh, help me get there <laughs> for third quarter. I think it's more so just like uh, instilling good uh, habits and mindsets. You know, growth a good growth mindset for your for your kid. Once so again, they... psychotic. Your kid's goal should be <laughs> to get to hang out with his friends after school. <laughs> I can tell you've been learning stuff from Casey. I've also learned about growth mindset for teaching children. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was I was in the education program. For oh, okay, my for man, sure, for sure. Um, it was, it's kind of making me think it's like you know a Naruto, Dragon Ball Z type. Um, Ooh, you, Dragon Ball Z because he's always leveling up to the next level. Yeah, really. it, well, Dragon Ball Z is the the definite. It's the uh, the classic mm-hmm. hard work pays off train insane anime. Hmm. So I, I'm gonna I think Dragon Ball Z will be my first guess or Dragon Ball. Can I throw okay. a wide net? Can I cast a wide net yep. and just say yeah. Dragon Ball? You can. It's not going to help you. Uh, we're going to go to the child review. <laughs> child says that this is for people 12 over. This is a 14-year-old teen, and they gave it five stars as well. I choose this age because it contains many life lessons and words which are only understand by a mature person, not by a kid. Kid just enjoy, but a mature person will understand the story. This anime have a great story, and if I say real fact, I literally cried in a few episodes. I am not going to tell about them because it will be a spoiler. You can watch this anime just have just you have to balance your work, study, and watching time because it is too addictive. Educational value and some violence. If it wasn't for the some violence, for some reason I was thinking Neon Genesis, but that might be because it's like one of five animes I know. So th- that didn't that, so that didn't really help me that much because I I feel like I already knew it was like in this particular class of anime that I'm thinking. 
So it could be One Piece or it could be Naruto. The only thing that's making me think it's maybe One Piece is that he's like, you can watch this anime if you you just got to, you know, uh, spread your time out and like use your time wisely. Mm. And One Piece takes a long time to finish, obviously. Mm-hmm. But Naruto is also very long. I feel like Naruto, I've never seen One Piece, but Naruto seems like it has more violence. I know One Piece is a pirate thing, but it do, it seems like more whimsical and less violent. There's a, yeah, no, there, that's definitely what it seems like on the surface for sure. And I think... <laughs> I'm just offended, Drake. He's out. like the real deep heads <laughs> know that, that you Listen. get into chapter 567 and they're like goddamn stabbing each other through the heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. There's some gruesome shit that happens. But oh, like, shit. Is they, that a One Piece hat you're wearing? Is yeah. That the same yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, got, I snagged it uh, for Halloween this past year. You're One Piece. Um, I am One Piece. And that's why I'm going to guess One Piece right now. All right. Let's move on to the Fuck. description of the show. <laughs> Popular anime series has lots of fights, strong characters. Oh, shit, man. Wait, yeah. both people said this show does not have a lot of fights, and then the description is, it's got a lot of fights. Wait, no, I don't think anyone said that this doesn't have fights. Yeah, that was the last one. I thought There's that- a little violence, but nothing big. They said a little violence. Yeah, no, yeah, and and then that's what the, I thought. The I child's review literally violence. had too much violence as the tag oh. for it. Goddamn. Okay, I'm a bad listener. Put down Paul for poor reading comprehension or listening comprehension. Mm. I um, wish this one said eponymous so that I could should, know it was Naruto. Should we just guess Naruto? Because like I, I don't think we got anything better going. Yeah, I think Naruto's probably probably it. Naruto. You're on the board, Drake, one point. Yes. Good shit, Paul. I also literally said the Gar Rock Lee fight. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just said what it was. <laughs> Educational value of Naruto. Yeah, I was like, what? I mean, Three, four, yeah, I guess. Five, six. Okay. This parent recommends it for ages 16 plus and gives it three stars. Pretty middling review. This is a light horror anime, and this is making for young adults. This title has too much violence, too much swearing, too much drinking, drugs, smoking. Death Note. It's a light horror. It definitely could be Death Note. Yeah, do you want to? I think think Death Note's a good thing to throw out there. Okay, good first guess. We're going to move on to the child's review. Sorry. They're recommending that this is for ages 13 plus. This is from a 17-year-old teen, and they give the show five stars. Title, great. I really love this anime, and it has cool fighting, cool story, and cool character development. I feel like the ending was a little bit rushed because I thought it would go on for two or three more episodes until it's done, but the ending is still very satisfying. If your kid is under 13, I suggest you watch the edited version that is for 7 plus. The title has great messages, great role models, too much violence. So it's a horror anime. A light horror. A light horror anime. So there are horror elements, probably. The one that went uh, on not long enough. It was cut short. That's true. If your kid is under 13, I suggest you watch the edited version. That is for There's an plus. edited version. So that means there could be... So does that mean like the maybe the English dub? Maybe... So there, are, there were ones done by uh, four kids back in the day. So there's Yu-Gi-Oh!, uh, Pokemon. Neither. I mean, I wouldn't really qualify either of those as having horror elements. I mean, when you think Some about how the monster. Pokemon are treated, that's true. But then you just p- play the PETA video game <laughs> yeah, yeah. a while ago. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other shows that might have had a four kids dub. One Piece had one, but I don't think it's One Piece. There's good role models. I did ask around about what shows I know you that people knew that you liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sh- I'm sure that these are all all shows that 
I I love and I'm just missing these subtle details. These are great reviews too. Yeah, yeah, I'm, and I'm I'm not doubting that you chose the ones that would help me the most. I just I'm think I'm bad. The reviews. the reviews are so fucking bad. Okay. They're all so poorly written. <laughs> um. All right, I thought this was going to be more helpful than it was, but this is the uh, line for the show. More violence, sexy stuff, and language in the unedited version. So going back to that being the big hint. Okay, so more violence, sexy sexiness. Stuff. What? In the unedited versions. In the unedited version. More violence and sex. In the unedited Did version. anybody tip us off if it was a show, not a movie? It's all shows. Okay. It's, yeah. It's not a what? what what's the one where, where they do alchemy? Ooh, there's no like sex in Full Metal Alchemist, but that that's definitely got some horror elements. There's like some body horror, mm-hmm. it's scary, it's scary, it's, scary, it's real scary. But I don't know if like an edited version of that. There's like there was one on they had like an English dub, but it was on Adult Swim, so they didn't like cut that much. I think uh, I'll just I'm gonna. Throw out Full Metal Alchemist and then just, I just really want to know what this is. All right. This is a little thing called Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're a piece of shit. I'm giving us two points. Fuck Zero off. points on the board for that one. That's really? like my favorite show of all time. Not all time, but my favorite. It's anime. one of uh, Super Eye Patch Wolf's top three. Wait, wait. Oh, this is different than Yu Gi Oh? What did you say? I thought you said Yu Gi Oh something. Yeah. No, this is Yu Yu Hakusho. What's Yu Gi Oh Hakusho? It's not Yu Gi Oh. It's Yu Yu Hakusho. Yu Gi Oh Hakusho. <laughs> Mom, it's you, you show. Show. <laughs> it uh, it was it was the guy who made Hunter Hunter. It yeah, and it was like a it aired in like the late nineties originally, and uh, it was one of the first shows that I saw on like Toonami. Yeah, it was like one of those first Toonami runs. And apparently Drake hates it because he can't identify it. That's true. Drake, you really fucked up. Uh, next up, we have number three, Adrian. Age two plus, according to this parent, one star. The title, the dub is dumb. I grew up with the dub on the four kids back when four kids was around. Okay, that narrows it down a lot, and it's probably one piece, but keep going. No, that's it. What? That's you, it? You want the child's review? Or? Oh, no. Okay, well, okay, so I guess there's three shows it could be. One Piece, three. Yu-Gi-Oh!, and uh, uh, Pokemon. Those are the four or three four kids shows that I can think of off the top of my head that I have watched, but it's probably One Piece because... Yeah, I, I think I'm just going to have to go ahead and throw out one piece. All right, we'll move on to the child's review. No! God I, damn it. I'm just going to keep guessing one piece. I forgot there. what the age... I guess I didn't put down the age of the person who wrote this, but they said it's for 12 and over. They gave it five stars, and they said the sub. I think the sub is 12+, plus because it has more suggestive themes, and I think they can handle it at 12. But the dub is probably 7+, plus because four kids removed the more adult parts of the show. This title has great messages, great role models. Maybe Yu-Gi-Oh! because the more adult, because they removed more stuff. Like with Pokemon, they only had one episode with the bikinis that they really removed a big portion. With Yu-Gi-Oh! they removed the cigarettes, they removed the killing, there was more removals. That's very true. And like, yeah, with Pokemon, it was just like, they were just Americanizing and they were just making uh, rice balls, jelly donuts and shit. So I think you're right. I mean, that's all I can think of is Yu-Gi-Oh! Is it Yu-Gi-Oh? Wait. Two points. There you go. Good shit, Paul. Um. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, even like the finger guns instead of real guns. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. They, they really, yeah. They're they just like pointing aggressively. Also, didn't they do that in Pokemon too? Wasn't there like some instances of like maybe, Team yeah. Rocket had guns? But oh, uh, maybe. Ages ten and over, five stars according to this parent. Awesome show for older kids. 
Not for kindergartners. This is an awesome, epic show, but has potential to cause emotional stress, so it is not for kindergartners. In my opinion, younger kids should be allowed lower stress programming. For my son, it was still intense watching it at age 11 or 12, but not too much, and it's a great age to binge and watch it, and appreciate all that it offers. 9 or 10 would be fine for most kids too. This title has great messages and great role models. Why are they all talking about role models? And I don't know why. Well, is that like a prompt thing that they have? Yeah, yeah it's like okay. tags you can put at the end tags, of your review. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. For some reason, the first thing that comes to mind is Attack on Titan. Something about like that, those age ranges they threw out feels right to me. But This one I would not expect you to get off the first one. Yeah, it's like mostly just most of what we know is that it's like maybe this parent thinks that it's suitable more for mm-hmm. like people like 12 and up. All right, let's go to the kids' review. All right. And this might be the first one that's like this, but this is from a teen who's 15, and they are rating this 18 plus to watch it. Ooh. One star. Title, This Is Not A Kid's Show. This is a wonderful show that has to be in at least in my favorite 20 shows, but this is in no way a kid's show. Yes, all the main characters are kids, but they are, and they are all sympathetic and good characters, but this is a world full of so much dark stuff that there are scenes of abuse, Torture, sure they keep action minimal, and not showing that much actual, that much violence, but the fact is, in one of the early episodes, we learn the complete tragic truth that the main character's friends and family were all murdered in a genocidal act from the violent blank. All of this ripped away my innocence as a two-year-old child, and I know now everything. I would never, ever, ever show this episode to a kid. Scratch this, the entire series is littered with awful, awful events. Yes, this show also has other stuff. They do say a couple swear words, nothing too bad, but it happens there are also adult jokes littered throughout this, and just like any other kid's show. But you know that this show has that not even the darkest kid's show have. They make you want to bawl your eyes out from all the stuff that even some rated R movies don't show. You know what? No kid under the age of 45 should watch this show. This title has too much violence. <laughs> I want to say that it might be Hunter Hunter, right right off rip. Mm. Hunter Hunter? I want to lock that in. All right. Here's the description of the show from the website. Gotcha. Asian mysticism meets epic fiction in top-notch tune. Oh, could it be, uh, could it be, um, um, the one when they're in the Edo period? Um, and it's got like hip hop. Um, could it be, um, mm. Samurai Champloo? Samurai Champloo? I don't think so. Asian mysticism meets what? I think it might be, <laughs> now part of me is thinking it's like, is it, are they talking about Avatar The Last Airbender? <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think, I don't, no. unless that kid was, unless that kid was memeing in his, uh, in his review. Yeah. 15 it would felt be too sincere. Old. They literally yeah. said, I, don't, I shouldn't even watch this. I shouldn't have watched this, <laughs> I need to be 45. <laughs> I'm traumatized, man. <laughs> Shit. All right. I think I'm going to call time on this one, Drake. All right. Go for it. What's it? Well, hit me with it. All right. This was a review for Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> <laughs> Well, shit. That is ridiculous. I, I feel justified. Good look. In, good look. In, that, in hindsight, that piece of that sh- fucking memer. That piece of like, that kid's a piece of shit, and I hate him. <laughs> he did that review specifically to fuck me up. <laughs> that might be my favorite review of the whole thing. <laughs> I shouldn't have watched this man. <laughs> I do love that you just see like the distorted view people have of the shows. Like that Avatar: the Last Airbender, Airbender one is just like a perfect example of how you can just see things through other people's eyes. <laughs> That's what I like about this game. It's a tool for building empathy. That's true. Jubilee, buy this game and make me the host. 
Um, Paul, how you, how are we doing on points so far? Uh, three points. Okay, and I think we're maybe halfway through, maybe a little bit more than halfway through. This parent awesome. says it's for 18 plus, and they give it one star. Thoughts lead to actions is the title. Wow. What we see influences our thoughts and actions. Thinking about murders promotes suspicions and paranoia. Watching illicit sex without consequences promotes it and the consequences. Unfaithful, cheating partners, yeah. broken marriages, homes, and lives, uh-huh. and yeah. heartbroken children without a stable home, all contributing to the breakdown of society. We need solid homes where people learn to work together to solve problems. Faithful parents who take care of their children and others around. Trustworthy, honest people who care about others, show intolerance and understanding, and teenagers learning to take responsibility for their actions. This title has too much violence, too much sex, too much swearing. This is euphoria. That's what I was just thinking. (laughs) (laughs) That's how they describe it, I guess, at least. So I feel like we didn't gather much about the show no they just went on their own little old man rant about how he thinks society should be structured (laughs) well honestly not a bad pastime to go to this website and just look up reviews for shows that you like it's pretty funny this guy just wrote down his philosophy of life i feel like you could scroll to this is jordan peterson who wrote this (laughs) i feel like you could scroll to the right section of this site and find the person who created like a perfect synthesis of like communism and libertarianism and just wrote it down in their review of like i don't know uh how i met your mother naruto all right, it's not Naruto again. Oh wait, <laughs> is it One Piece? But I think the I think the child's review is going to help you a little bit more. Okay, good. They're saying it's for ages twelve and up. This is a teen who's thirteen, and they give it four stars. Title: Great show. I am completely obsessed with this show. There is some sexual parts that I just skip or walk away from the TV when they come on. I think this show should probably be for mature preteens and teens. Also, I don't recommend watching at night. It is a murder mystery type show, so there is people getting shot, knives through a body, and lots of dead people. So it's really gory. When I watch this show at night, I tend to panic and stay up for a while. All in all, it's a good show, and I recommend you watch it if you're okay with gore and sex. The title has too much violence, too much sex, too much drinking, drugs, smoking. Hmm. Okay. So it's a murder mystery type type beat. Type beat, yeah. <laughs> Adrian, you made this too hard, man. You should have picked better review. <laughs> <laughs> I picked the funniest reviews, which is how I like this game. <laughs> that works for me. It's the Joe Rogan juice for me. I don't think it's a, it's mm. not, I needed to take my alpha brain instead of <laughs> the Joe Rogan juice. You need to get in your gorilla mindset before this. <laughs> um, God dang. A murder mystery. Gosh darn. What kind of murder mysteries have I watched? Scooby-Doo. <gasps> it's Scooby-Doo. Let's say it. It's Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I'm calling it. All right, yeah, let's go. Let's hit Scooby-Doo. All right, here's the description for the show. Let's hear it. Dark, dramatic take on Archie comics. This can't be fun. Uh, <laughs> watch the show. Casey watches Riverdale. <laughs> I thought you told me you'd watch Riverdale before. Uh, I, I, me and Adrian have uh, watched the same video essay on Riverdale. We've discussed it before. Casey, my girlfriend, has watched uh, all of Riverdale. And so that was a very fun video essay to, to unpack the help – me, help me to unpack all of the crazy – things that happened in that show but yeah no i whenever you said uh euphoria that's basically right on the money (laughs) yep this parent recommends it for ages nine and older gives it five stars title friendship and fighting for what you believe in and want 
Yes, this show has some fan service, violence, and cursing, but I believe the theme, which is sticking together and fighting for your beliefs and goals, weighs out. It's a phenomenal anime. I am hypervigilant and my kids have yet to see Shrek or Spongebob, but they are watching this show, now after I've watched it. The character development is amazing and the blank arc is so insanely emotional. There are boobs covered in some scrap material, fan service. I'm putting too much sex, too much violence as a warning, and that there is boobs and violence. The drinking happens, but I don't see it as an issue. The title has great messages, great role models, too much violence, too much sex, too much swearing, too much drinking. Can I just mention the part about them pre-watching it? Do you know how much, like, you're already an exhausted parent trying to keep up with three kids. The fact that this person has time to pre-watch a show, like... I mean, apparently it's not as hard as I thought if you have time to pre-watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently being a parent's easy. You just got, like, ten hours a day to watch a show before you let your kids watch it. <laughs> so... There are a number of things that this could be, because that describes a lot of anime, but I feel like I just want to get it out of the way and just say One Piece again, because there's a lot of friends in that show. There's They got, a, Do they they, got about 10 of them now. Is there the any ship. character- yeah, most with, unrealistic part of the show, having a friend group that big. <laughs> is there any like character that just wears like a skimpy armor? Oh, I mean, like absolutely. They're, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's a there's some Jake. What's that I see coming out from the bottom of the frame? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, that's three points for Drake. Nice. Hey, finally, it was going to be One Piece one of these days. Drake and Paul Adrian, Jesus. That's true. I feel like you didn't do much of the heavy lifting on that one. We share in the successes. Hey, I made a boner joke. That's true. He he did get me with that one. That's true. And I'm not going to get any of the points. Interesting. Okay, number two. Number two. <clears throat> Kids Next Door. My least favorite, I think. Really? Was number two the white guy? Oh, uh, the least favorite of them? Yeah. yeah, he was like the one with the pilot hat. Yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. like him that much. No, he was, uh, he was not the coolest. I mean, I mean, you had the black girl, you had the Australian girl, yeah. the UK dude, the fucking Asian girl. Like, yeah, no, yeah. they were much cooler. Yeah. All right. This parent rates it 18 plus, but gives it five stars. Great series, but not for kids. Those who suggest that this okay for kids, they watch with their family, and that there is no nudity, you are the problem with kids today. (laughs) My 16, almost 17-year-old wants to watch a good mob movie or series. I rewatched a few episodes and said, nope, there isn't anything socially redeeming or lessons learned, just top-notch storytelling and quality acting. This title has too much violence, too much sex, too much swearing. Sopranos. (laughs) Yes, that's gotta be it, Sopranos. Yep, three points. That's that, Sopranos, yeah. That, that's like the one time they've been right. Yeah, don't let your kids watch The Sopranos, probably. <laughs> the kids' review was, very good show, worth of watching. This show has some nudity, breasts, and violence, like you see in every mafia movie. <laughs> uh, and they said 14 plus. 14 plus? I but it is see that. it is being rated by a kid who's 14 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love It's interesting how those line up. <laughs> I love these kids. That is awesome. Yeah, that is, that is awesome. And then he shows it to his mom, like his clueless mom, and he's like, look at this guy. He's 14, he got it. He's like, last year, I would have been fucking, I couldn't have handled this shit. This year, I've grown up a lot. Like, <laughs> All right, last one. Here we go, boys. This parent rates it age 18 plus as well. Four stars. Amazing story, but unfortunately, fatal flaw. This show presents a great story. The message present by the main characters is almost always positive, and they do a great job of being role models in what they do, and it's very much so often a dark story. The show even has some strong themes about the value and dignity of human life. I loved this show, and would have thoroughly recommended it to all families, but the show has 
what is in my mind a fatal flaw. In Part 4, Episode 5, as well as Part 4, Episode 7, there are shots of the main female supporting character either nearly or completely bare-chested, once in a bathtub and once taking off her clothing at the end of the day. I would advise any parent or families watching this show to avoid both of these movements, if possible, as they're not relevant to the story. Still, I cannot support a series that would be so careless and use its women for the sake of mere viewer titillation. What at first seemed to me like a brilliant show with a great insight and wonderful values has become a good but deeply flawed show, like nearly every other piece of mature content being produced today. This title has great messages, great role models, too much sex. This this one is Full Metal Alchemist. That was my guess, too. I, I kind of remember, because they do those scenes do stand out. And I, I am highly embarrassed that whenever we started talking about those scenes, like, yeah, that's the one. I know. I know. <laughs> okay, we just access Drake's fake bank. <laughs> Coming out from below frame again. No, but I do remember Full Metal Alchemist did have that thing where it's like, it was always mature, but I remember the last season, like, really, like, knocked it up a notch. Like, the first season had, like, that dog, like, chimera episode, like, some yeah. dark scenes. But then, like, the fourth season, the final season, it was, like, all of a sudden, it was, like, shit, this is, like, way more intense in every way. Uh, like, every yeah, episode. Yeah, like, when the, the war started, basically. Yeah. But, yeah, no, definitely, those scenes, I remember thinking, it's like, this came out of left field. Mm. But, yeah, I do I do remember those. I And... Full Metal Alchemist, I'm locking it in. Yep, right. same. I concur. Let's move on to the child's review. Damn. No! Unless there's a colon and then another part of the name uh, that you want to put up. Okay. Brotherhood. It's Brotherhood. Okay, all right. My man ended on a three-quarter. You're a piece of shit, and I hate you. Who would have known I would have unlocked that memory in Drake today? All right. Anything, uh, any, any sum up for how you feel like you did on that? or any sum up The last three, we got three points on, so we got... Damn, you guys really made up. Yeah. I was gonna like say 10 thirteen points to try and yeah, really. That's okay. almost half. See, I just needed to warm up. I knew, I knew we'd have a break. But uh, to be fair, I think the last three definitely the reviews were much more fleshed out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there was also almost kind of a process of elimination for One Piece at a certain point. <laughs> that's very true. I was like, what if this is gonna be One Piece? <laughs> um, but no, I uh, I am a little disappointed that like. Every time, every time I didn't get one, it was a little disappointing to hear like the show. Whenever yep. you said it, I was like, "Oh well, I know that show. Come on." But um, at the end of the day, uh, I am what I am, and Damn. I forget what I forget. That's beautiful, Paul. Oh, okay. Big facts, no cap. Big fact. Drake raps. Big facts, <laughs> no cap. Drake raps. Big fact. If you're gonna watch One Piece, do what people I know have done and put it on times three speed and just let it go in the background. <laughs> uh and then my no cap is um there there's so much uh it's it seems today like all you see is violence in movies and sex on tv where are those good old-fashioned values on which we used to rely lucky that i think all of us here are family men <laughs> all right trick reps and very fittingly <laughs> Reason the Drake beat. Yeah, this is a good one too. Now basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way they dribble <laughs> up and down the court. <laughs> All right, that was great, Drake. Any last words for the audience? Um, watch One Piece, or actually read One Piece. Oh. If you are unemployed, if you have no excuse.
uh, fill out a job application, read a chapter, Oof. and then just keep reading chapters after that. Because I don't, I don't want to force you to do more than one job or <laughs> application if you don't want to. Those things take forever. Oh, it's not like a reward, like one chapter per one application. Absolutely not. Do your job application and then get that out of the way, and then just read. Spend the rest of the day vegging out and reading One Piece. Hell yeah, brother! All right, you can only have one job. Only <laughs> people are allotted one job. <laughs> hey, it worked out for Drake. He's 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 got a job now. It's a absolutely. It only took almost a year. <laughs> All right, it was fun, Bye, man. Bye, bye. Don't have been a fake, yellow, you're the cool, you know, you're true, you're wrong. I'm keeping up.